What's up with people saying my dogs are barking when their feet hurt? Uh, well, this actually this goes this goes back a, a bunch of years now. So, uh, human beings used to. Uh, um, you remember that uh, that Simpsons episode with the see my vest when Mr. Burns, uh, you know, wants all the puppies to uh, make like a uh, like a long trench coat, a la Cruella Deville. Uh, so this was also, you know, kind of based on true story itself. Where back in the day, uh, we used people used to kill dogs and wear their kind of like their heads and their skulls as shoes. Very, very, very warm, uh, <laughs> especially you know some of the more uh, the thicker breeds, the poodlier breeds. You know, uh, people could tr- truly try to stylize themselves just really on the footwear they were wearing. Um, but after a while, of course, uh, you know, after you're walking for a long time, um, <clears throat> the the jaw of the dog would start to flap a little bit. You know, the adhesive didn't hold anymore, so the jaw would start to flap. So after you'd been walking for a long time, the dog kind of looked like it was barking because it was kind of opening up its... It would kind of opening up its mouth with every step you took. Uh, So it just kind of became a, uh, you know, you kind of worn out your shoes, you've been walking for a long time, your dogs are barking. I'm sorry, Cameron, you had to answer the question as a question, and you will not get the points today on Jeopardy. <coughs> uh, which is weird, yeah, this new, uh, we, we're looking for this new Jeopardy host, Cam, and you've been thinking about it, um, and your suggestion for a new format was answering every question with a question. Uh, wait, wait, so there's no, at no point is there an answer. Um, this was your idea, and they're really taking it off. Jennings loved it. They're, yeah, they're not sure how they're going to implement it. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. a lot of people just go, why not? <laughs> right, and it was one of these things, Cam, and your pitch was sort of, hey, uh, you know that uh, that television game show format, which is beloved by millions of people all over the world and everybody understands? Okay, so new idea. That's sort of how you, uh, that's how, sort of how you framed it. You did the same thing when Bob Barker left Price is Right. <laughs> um, instead of uh, closest without going over, it was closest without going under. And uh, it immediately changed the entire game. It was just you have to get the exact price, or we don't play the game. <laughs> and you, so you were taping these, and this, so this is right before Drew Carey stepped in. Thankfully, you were recording these episodes, which were taking days and days at a time, uh, because nobody could cor- correctly guess the price of a of of of, 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 a, of a lawnmower. It's very difficult. I mean, if we're um, maybe we'll introduce a game later on. If I got a Canadian Tire flyer, lower or higher, you have to guess the price on it. I guarantee you're not going to get the price on many things. <laughs> on crappy tire? Well, okay. And now, well, I think the game, and I don't know how the price is right, the right things work, but uh, does that count with sales? Because I have been on the crappy tire website a lot lately, you know, with the with the fresh move. Why? With the fresh move. You know, look, at, we're looking for some new things, uh, new set of pots and pans, new coffee maker. Just oh yeah, because I guess now. Wait, but aren't you two are moving in together? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Shouldn't you have double of everything then? No, neither one of us have. <laughs> neither one of us have either. We both have been stealing <laughs> we off. We both other have nothing. Um, I got uh, nothing, Jerry. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was one of these things where. So I guess her roommate took the French press from their place. My roommate took the coffee maker from my place because, you know, it was sort of like what, what they bring in, right? So it just so happened, right. neither one, just so happens, neither one of us has a coffee maker, a kettle. <laughs> um, just so happens, neither one of us have, well, we got a new toaster oven because we were like, we needed one. But yeah, it just so happens, there's a few things that neither one of us have. But the way you come together, we got some bait, we got the furniture, 
We got the basic furniture yeah. to get us through until it's time. Furniture's to, definitely a good one. We've got the furniture to get us through until it's time to you know replan. You know, we each have a we each have a bedside table. But we know the goal oh, is eventually. They don't match, though. I imagine, right? No, not yet. But it's like, okay, bring bring the current bedside table there, and then we find the bedside tables which match. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. What about bedside lamps? Oh, See, we, we've yeah. been doing this. We got for... matching. We got matching lamps too. Oh my god! So we, me and Shannon have had. We used to have two matching lamps that went on our bedside, and then Shannon's sister's dog came over one time and chewed the lamp thing on one of them. And from there on, I've only had the one bedside lamp, which is extremely frustrating because I always have to turn off the light at night. Yeah, you two lamps, baby. Figured that one out. Yeah, need, that one out. but now I can't get the matching one, so I have to get two more. That's how it works. That's how it works. Oh, it's way better. I'll be honest. I can't read shit when we're reading before going to bed because the lamp's on the other fucking side of the room. I can't Who see. I can't. I can't get at an angle. Oh, I'm reading shit. I'm reading before I go to bed all the time. What are you talking about? What? Yeah. No, I just most it's it. comics, but that's still reading. I'm not <laughs> gonna. I'm my... not gonna. I won't hide behind that. I'm not. Fair I'm enough. not I... reading manifestos or something. Nor should <laughs> <No>. I be. <laughs> I'm writing them, baby. I know what's going on here. <laughs> I I know how to solve the world's problems. I'm writing manifestos. Right, right, right. You don't think so? Well, okay. Problem. Okay. How uh, long would you? How long would your manifesto be if you had to write one? Uh, mine would be real short, real short, kind of, uh, maybe like 11 times new Roman font. <laughs> and it would be a comic book. <laughs> no, 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 just kind of like a couple short bullet pointy style, you know, maybe like a little paragraph. Um, it would mostly include, uh, <clears throat> uh people need to start walking appropriately on the sidewalk. <laughs> More people need to be aware about kind of like sidewalk there's, awareness. There's, there's an appendix of songs that you can't play at weddings. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh man, it keeps yeah, that keeps going. Well, you know that there's sort of like an add-on to the book, like a compendium, that or sorry, there's a, there's an add-on to the compendium to the manifesto. So, um, there's yeah. like sub laws and whatnot. It, it looks like an accounting textbook. Yeah, it's no, like, no, I was thou shall not wear a team's jersey at a stadium while they are not playing, yeah. unless they are the son of that player and he was recently traded. Notwithstanding the closet, he is a stepfather. Remember when you were reading, uh, like bad, um, like high school, uh, Prince of Shakespeare, and then all along the, the the borders and the bottom, it'll always have the you know kind of this is what this means, this is what this means, this is what this means. No, because I knew how to read. Exactly, exactly. But it was all it's all that. It just kind of looks like that. Um, which you know, so it would probably be a lot of pages, just because. But I feel like the explaining. The, uh, the 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 pure material would actually be longer than the material itself, because yeah, there'd be a lot of. I not complain when someone suggests to put on the 19 minute album, uh, notwithstanding the clauses that it's an emergency, but all other things, if someone requests it, is allowed to play the. the yeah, all album. things being all things being equal, that should be allowed to be played. Um, exactly. So a lot of a lot of little little rules like this. A lot of personal stories as to why I don't believe. You know, uh, things are a certain way, and I think the amount of detail into it uh, is really what will attract people towards it. It's going to be a lot of like, "Hey, I feel the same way" type of stuff. Right. Not nothing life changing. Really, not going to make a big ding or impact. No. But uh, it's it it's it's something. That's yeah. That's 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 that's, that's, that's kind of what it's gonna look like. Uh, what yours look like? 
Uh, mine, I think some of the, I think we have some of the same rules. Uh, I think that last one I made with the uh, stadium is uh, definitely a, a big. Oh, one. that's a huge one. Everyone who does that can yeah. go fuck themselves. Like, imagine how much life would be better if it wasn't filled with the types of people who wear other jerseys to the fucking games of other teams just because they're in that city or whatever, whatever way they try to justify it in their th- thick shit fucking skulls. That's enough. I've had enough of that. Thou shalt not speak to someone who they have not spoken to in 10 years' time while seeing them at their local bar from their high school. Yes. Um, also, uh, everyone, every single point has to start with thou shalt not. <laughs> and then immediately drop the old-timey English thing, but it's important that it's there in the first place. Uh, yeah. I would, have, I, a, I would yeah. have a reading list. Would you have a reading list? A reading? Uh, of, uh, of books to be read? Yeah. Yeah, probably. You know, the Avengers what? first comic book. I don't know. You what got, are you you got Hop on Pop. <laughs> Everyone should have at least read Hop on Pop. Um, we got uh, the uh, Switzerland tourism. I got that one up there. That's, yeah, yeah. So Hop on Pop. Sir. Everyone should least have read at least one. Col- or no, at least one, but not more than two collections of Cl- Chuck Klosterman essays. <laughs> I don't know that oh, is. I got well. I got two collections, Cam. Guess what's coming your <laughs> way? Guess what's coming your way for your birthday, bud? Some new Guess reading. It's gonna be in your stocking. You wanna, you wanna, you wanna hear about Val Kilmer's <laughs> cattle ranch? Uh, you should also read. You should also read. Uh, um, after Genesis in the Bible, when it's the this person begot this person begot this person. Uh, just because that's really the only part of the Bible that stands out to me. There's kind of like a 3,000-year time period where they write it in. And most books or movies aren't that, you know, uh, um, they don't care about family lineage that much. So I think that one page in the Bible is very important. Yeah, I don't, I didn't read the Bible. The Bibli? No, let's skip that one on my reading list. Right, right, right. Um, I will say if you own a car, you should own the book uh, Automotive Repair for Dummies. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, any other no shots at four star and above bars. Now, any other cam? Because uh, I'm looking at your bookshelf back there that you have here in the studio. There is a lot of the four dummies uh collection of books almost like the way that somebody would collect you know like an encycl like it's like an encyclopedia encyclopedias uh you know or sort of like you know like long things like that you have a lot of um uh <laughs> high powered investing uh for, for dummies. dummies you have um that one's called i see that's a uh, uh ditching the training wheels for dummies um, yeah, that's a long one yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I had beekeeping for dummies. That was a good one. Beekeeping for dummies. Yep, it was the beekeeper. Right, right. I now I see also here. Now this is a weird one. Um, growing your hair for dummies. That seems like a weird no, one. It's, it's growing your own hemp. You're growing your own hemp. Okay, okay, okay. Apparently, yeah. I can't. Apparently, I'm Tur- right. turns out you can't get high. Right, right. We used to sell that. We used to sell um, fake uh, hemp to kids growing up. Well, I guess it was real hemp, but we sold it as weed. Did it one time. <laughs> okay. That story went from you phrasing it as if you do this, like you did this four times a day, to you did it once, once. That's right. That's right. And that's how you frame stories for dummies. Frame, framing stories for dummies. I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one back there. I didn't see that one back. Segways for dummies is coming in sooner than later. 
Right, of course. Well, I do see that I, it does look like you did buy a Segways for Dummies, but it appears as though that the Segway that is talking about is the two-wheeled. Again. <laughs> Again, you Wrong fell into one. this trap. Um, but it does look like you've read through. You, you, I sort of see that you have a page uh, peeled back there. Um, you want to hand it to me? You want to ha hand me the Segways for Dummies book? I just want to dog-eared on it. Yeah, yeah. Are you are you a dog-eared on your books? Okay, so um, yeah, we're looking at the uh, yeah. You dog-eared this page here on Segways for Dummies. I have, I have uh, smartphones for dummies. Uh, mm hmm. Anyone? I, what else? Uh, for dummies, the books I got. Uh, we got uh, what else we got in there? Um. Uh, Self-respect for dummies. Um, Self-respect for how dummies. Use your own iPhone for dummies. Yeah, how do you? How, yeah, I know. So you, this one you're about is like, how do you use an iPhone four for dummies? Uh, you thought maybe the skill, and I and I can clearly tell that you thought the skills would transfer over because then there is how to use a new iPhone for dummies right beside it. I've seen I've seen a, uh, those at the Indigo, and I think it was like how to generally use a computer for dummies. I'm like, man, I'm so glad I'm not at the age where. I'm going, this is a stretch. Like, I don't think, imagine being at the point where you're going, this is a lot to learn and I'm not really willing to do it. I'm going to have to get a book called How to Do It for Dummies for general personal computers. Well, and that's why that we're all going to be screwed one day uh, because there's still a lot of real life skills that nobody knows how to do. <laughs> uh, I changed my tires. I changed my tires and then Shannon's tires and then I snapped the stud on one of her tires and that is... Oh, good. That's going to cost me a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd say something like changing tires is not a a, a a thing that everyone should should definitely know how to do. Why not? Isn't that why the the auto garage exists? Oh, my I'm going to call CAA. Oh, what if my phone doesn't have reception? I guess I'll just die. That's what you sound like, Cam. That's a good point. That is a good point. I heard myself back in my micro in my headphones, and I said to you're myself, "You're complaining because you're like, oh, I have to keep my phone charged from a vaccine certificate." I, it was the worst. What's that? Well, now I got the new phone, baby. This thing fucking lasts fucking days now. Oh yeah, is that the I, 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 I can go a whole day, and I've lost like fifteen percent. It's great. Yeah, I guess you don't spend any time on your phone either, so it not really works that way. No, the twelve mini. The iPhone 12 mini. So it's pretty damn, it's pretty damn new also, which is kind of cool. But it's the same yeah. size as the other one. So it works out fucking perfectly because I, I don't like big phones. I got little hands. I like little phones. Oh, I like iPad size phones. You I do. Like ones I can't even fit in my pocket. You do. I can tell. I see the jeans you wear. <laughs> I can see an iPad hastily shoved into the back of your chinos. Um, speaking of putting things in your pockets, I got one of those slim wallets so I, I can keep it in my pocket at all times, right? Speaking of, I, it's definitely not in my pocket. I don't know where my wallet <laughs> is. Um, and this is the problem I'm having, Cam, because I put it places where I shouldn't. This week, I put it, or I was walking out to go virtual golfing and I loaded my clubs in my car and I put it, I knew my wallet was at my desk, so I went to the car grabbed my wallet, came back, and then ran back and said to grab a mask. So I was only in three rooms ever. And then I'm halfway to virtual golf. I go, I don't have my wallet. But I knew that I'd picked it up on the way out. So I'm going, all right, it's either in my office, 
in the stairwell in the room where there's masks. Yeah, we have a room where you there's masks. You have a mask masks. room. This is yeah. a big development, folks. Of course, you know, the uh, Cam's Birthday Spectacular is coming up in just a few weeks. And I think we're going to be a, a recording the podcast from the mask room. The mask room. Yeah. Now this no, ma- uh, no mask allowed though. Right, because when you say the mask room, this isn't like a kind of like COVID uh, uh, doctor mask. No, no, this is a like a, a like a Jim Carrey th- in the mask themed room. So a lot of like gym- yeah, we have wrestling masks there too. <laughs> and then there's also that cam. So uh, where, where was your wallet? <laughs> where was my wallet? Well, we couldn't find it all night. We couldn't find it all morning, and I was getting pretty stressed because <clears throat> losing your wallet fucking sucks. So Shannon said. Go look on the street in case you put it on your roof. Well, there be it. I go to the stop sign, which is 200 meters from my house. And on the ground is a wallet that has been ran over probably 30 times overnight. Everything's still in it. Wow. So, yes, it was on my roof. That was a great suggestion. That was a great suggestion, too. Um, My dad left his cell phone. You know, kind of where your windshield comes down and then the hood starts. There's like oh, a little... I put shit there all the time. Yeah, he... I leave keys there all the time. Oh yeah, he yeah he his cell phone like from from Woodbine and Steels all the way home down the 404. Dude, I've driven yeah very far with keys in there. They don't leave. It's one of the most it's secure areas spot. of uh outside it's a of very vehicle. secure area. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, unless you crash the car, but I mean then you have well and then at that anyway. point you're probably you know you know whatever you have in there is going to go flying anyways. Oh yeah, welcome to two season of Potter, everyone. Uh, episode two. Um, of two, uh, where we cra- we, we kick it. Continuing tonight on two season of pod ninety six point seven on your. Two season a pod, 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 two season a two season a pod, two season two season a pod, two season a pod, at gmail.com. Thank you for that, Cam. cameras. I waited 17 and a half minutes for that fucking introduction. Welcome to the, uh, I guess this would be episode 96. Extended edition. Is this episode 96 or episode 95 again? Um, Part two. It's up to you, baby. It's up to you. I think it's 96. It's episode 96, baby. That means we're inching closer towards that one hundo. That's right. If it's released, it is a separate episode um, with episode 100. God, coming up in four weeks. Hey, and to kick off this, uh, to kick off this special episode, we got a little game for you, cameras. Fantastic, Cam. Well, to kick off, Cam, we've been doing this for seventeen and a half minutes already. Yeah, uh, we are far from kicked off. But do we, we do, do a- we have any notes? And do we have any notes and amendments <laughs> from last week? We have a notes and amendments. Oh, do uh, the the episode ninety seven notes spectacular is gonna run off. Uh, but for now, we're just here, Cameron Osborne, Cam LeClaire, and Cam, you said you have a game for us. New game. Yes, but we first we have our first note and amendment from last week, and it was Ronald Reagan who said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And that was in 1987. Thank you. All right, cameras. So this week, uh, and this is a mirror to one that you had done several weeks prior, which is the best secondary characters, not of the rest of development, but yours and my favorite, Seinfeld. Best oh, second. it's a March Madness bracket. Ha! 
Yeah, March Madness. We all know how it's played. We all know how it yeah. is played. Uh, I gotta figure this one out. Now, I think you know you recently did uh, a March Madness to just flat out Seinfeld episodes. Episodes. Have you finished the 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 binge watch through? No, no. I haven't had much time to watch TV. I guess I probably have, but haven't spent doing that. I know myself, you know, um, you know throughout this packing especially, you can just throw something on and just have it on the background as you pack up your house. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to finish it. I'm, I just kind of cracked through season nine, so we'll get through uh, We'll get nice. through season nine. No problem. See, see, me and Shannon are watching it. She, now she's, we were watching together. Now she's watching on her own, so I'll tune in and she'll be 20 episodes ahead of me. A full season. Unacceptable. Who knows? How many? Um, but then sometimes she's behind me. I don't know how these things work anymore. I don't think, I think, have, be, I think because you, you don't know how it works either. <laughs> and you're watching yeah, somebody no else's idea. profile. That's my guess. No, I'm watching uh, sometimes mine and sometimes hers. Anyway, that's probably um, what. <laughs> don't, that's the point of the profile. Ken. It's complicated. It's the it's point of the profile. You, but you, we always ask the uh, the machine that uh, controls our lives, uh, the Mister. Uh, you know, I can't say his name because it's gonna hear me. Ha, uh, 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 ha, hey, uh, who, hey, 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 Uble, um, play Seinfeld on Netflix, right? I don't say, hey, Uble, could you do like could you do on the Switch profile where it's not? That's why you not, get it. Like, no, no, Cam. That's why you get a remote for your television and you go boop, and then you go boop. Nope. Wow. Nope. 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 We just, we lay down. We don't even use our hands. We go, we're just picking our own asses going, hey, go, go do your thing for me. I'm glad you're um, picking your own ass. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is going to do it for me, Cameron? All right. Top uh, first matchup here. David Putty, the, not a strange, uh, former partner of Elaine, turns out to be Catholic. And also, a huge Devils fan, let's go Devils, versus the always cheap, always entertaining, and extremely Jewish Uncle Leo. You gotta stop framing characters <laughs> with a hard J. This is the second time in as many episodes, Cam. Uh, yeah, these are both great characters, um, but this is a favorite? No, do whatever you want. Well, it's your game. <laughs> yeah, who's my favorite? Which one do I like the best? Um, yeah, this one's a good one. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Putty. I think this one would be pretty close, though. Uncle Leo. There's other. There's other family members who I prefer more than him, and I think coming down the bracket, I would rather put Putty up against uh, another another potential family member. There we go. David Putty's taking it home and definitely taking you to the car dealership to sell you a used good car. Next up, it's the man who was on David Dobrodnik's mayoral campaign and eventually lost his mind doing so. That's right. It's Lloyd Braun coming up against personally one of my favorites. The man who never seems to be happy, the man who's always angry, and the man who is the father of Ben Stiller. That's right, it's Frank Costanza. <laughs> Three non sequiturs do his thing. Yeah. Um, what's yeah, what? What's, in, what's that mean? The Lloyd Braun one was good. I just watched the one with uh, when he's selling computers for Frank, and then for, uh, you think Lloyd Braun's like selling a lot of computers, and then it turns out that he <laughs> wasn't calling anybody and was lying about it the whole time. Uh, yeah, Frank is the best. Frank Frank is, is a number one seed coming into this March Madness for sure. Um, just the ultimate 
like the ultimate parent you wouldn't want any of their parents but his would top the list of the the parents that you would not want just completely <clears throat> and uh really yeah it keeps carrying forward that show right that thing with seinfeld that i love that the world's crazy and you're sane uh frank just epitomizes that yes that's a where you're going with frankie then yes yeah what a character absolutely he's personally one of my favorite characters um i uh, I see shades of him on my own father, and I think that's why I love him. Um, coming up next, it's Jackie Giles versus the man who uh, also resembles my father because of um, the way he leads people uh, with blind confidence without much knowledge behind it. That's right. It's Jay Peterman. Yeah, Jay. Well, these are uh, well, these are two. F- this this is a funny matchup too because you know Peterman based you know he's a real person and then jackie child's kind of being based on uh johnny cochran correct in that same kind of thing so this is this is this is a fantastic matchup right um because they're both playing that like uh, you know sensationalized version of what the person is actually like uh both fantastic actors i would have loved to see more jackie throughout the show just because you yeah, know, I think Peterman he only makes what two appearances? Two a or three? few. The one with uh, the coffee, the one with the hot coffee, the one with the bra, and the one with the uh, the cigarettes. And then I guess he's their lawyer in the in the season in the series finale. Um, and I think yeah. So I think be- just because of pure volume that we get, Peterman's got to take this win. Uh, we see a more more funny moments, um, and it's just kind of very straight faced ridiculous. Yeah, he's great. What a great character. Hey, is um what's the guy's name again? The Steinburner. Is that voiced by Larry David? That's Larry David's voice, yeah. Yeah, okay. I thought so. Um so it's not Steinburner? No, I don't even I don't think it's Steinburner. I don't think it's the back of Steinburner's head either. You don't think so? I don't think so. Weird. I, th- I thought they would do that. Yeah. Um next up, it's the dentist to the stars, the man who has an episode which definitely cannot be aired today because he is seen zipping up his own pants after the dentist appointment. That's right. It's Tim Watley versus the man who hosted the millennia party. Kramer's or Jerry's enemy, but Kramer's best friend, the neighbor down the street, the postman who does not work in the rain. It's Newman. Neither rain nor sleet nor snow. Um, another great matchup. You know, I don't know if that Tim Watley episode would be canceled so much in that, like, I mean, it's never confirmed that that what was what was what was happening. I, yeah. you know, I think it, it is part of that whatever what the the way that we experience the story through Jerry's eyes, it's perceived as though the world is like that that he that's the crazy thing like he's completely justified and right and you know what occam's razor like more often like the the simplest solution is often like the right one the most complicated solution would be your dentist and dental hygienist having sex on top of you while they're like that's that's a that's the craziest story the easiest story is probably just he spilled water on his shirt and then retucked it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tim Watley, though. Yeah, great stuff. He's in that John Voight one. He comes back, uh, you know, when he converts to Judaism uh, purely for the jokes. So, Tim Watley, you're you're walking ahead. There we go. Okay, we got some uh, tough matchups here. I think I know it's going to take this one. It's the used car salesman who loves the high five versus the man who is famous for his 
beltless trench coat. Frank Costanza versus David Putty. I know. I think you're wrong in that one. It was uh, Morty Seinfeld was the beltless trench oh, coat. Oh, my apologies. That's okay. That's okay. Thanks I just want, I, that I, I just want to hits. hit you now before the notes notes in the memes department hits you. Uh, yeah, Putty, uh, Putty has great, just his monotone thing uh, is a lot of fun. Of course, you know, the, vo- the voice of Joe Swanson. It's nice to know that the, uh, you know, the actor kind of got to remain a similar type of deadpan. Uh, throughout, he was kind of character casted. Uh, but the combination of because if you know if Frank if Frank Costanza is out there on the court, um, whatever fucking Miss Costanza, she's on the bench right there. She's waiting to be subbed in. You yeah. know the combo yeah. the 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 one two punch of those two people would be the <laughs> absolute worst parents to have ever. Oh, imagine that uh, at Thanksgiving. Yeah, imagine that ever. Uh, so Frank, uh, Frank Costanza, you walk, you walk ahead. Yes. All right. Next up, we have a tough one here with Mister Peterman himself versus. Did you go with Watley or Newman? I think you went with Watley. I went with right? Tim Watley. Yeah. Yeah. So you have Peterman versus Watley. Peterman versus Watley. Uh, you know, both are, you know, <clears throat> we, 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 we see Peterman mostly through the lens of Elaine and then Elaine. through George that one night with the Bosco when, <laughs> when his fucking mom dies. Um, and then uh, Watley we see through kind of everyone. He's like a friend of theirs throughout the show. They're always like they have they have friends who they all kind yeah. of know. Um, Tim Watley gave the sh- re-gifted the shitty label maker, of course, which then resulted in uh, some guys like stuff being delivered to the wrong place or whatever it was. Um, this one, yeah, this one's a great matchup. Tim Watley, uh, I, I think he's, I think Peterman's gonna win this one. Uh, but I gotta give a heads. I gotta give a heads up to Tim Watley, who in one of those first seasons episodes when Brian Cranston's there, he has like a beard and like nice flowing hair. Uh, but then when he comes back in like season eight or something, when he converts to Judaism, he's clean shaven and buzz cut. Like he, it, it was like complete opposite ends of the hair spectrum. And as a guy with hair, uh, that's real and it grows long from my scalp. Um, I gotta give him kudos for that. But Peterman takes the win. Okay. So we got a difficult but easy decision here. We have the man who was our fearless leader and uh, possibly the promoter of the Urban Sombrero versus the founder of Festivus. That's right. Frank Costanza versus Jay Peterman. Actually, I hate to say this again, but it was a late it was a lane who came up with the uh, urban sombrero, and it was actually showing Peterman a deranged uh, um, in uh, where was he? He was in Burma. God meant, God mental, God insane, gone crazy. And when he saw the urban sombrero, he knew he had to return to his company. (laughs) Yeah, this is uh, this 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 is a matchup of truly two of the these 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 people. I think would be the top two. Uh, deservingly so to be here. Two of the funniest characters. Um, and I, I, I'm going to have to give it to Frank for this one. The role that the Costanza's parents, like the way it grew was incredible. You know, it was a few episodes, you know, a few episodes in season three, maybe 
We talked about, he's talked about his parents before. He has a sister that is never mentioned ever again. Um, but then, uh, and then, yeah, and then Frank just starts getting more, th- more screen time. And then he's wearing the, uh, then he's got tits and he's wearing the man's ear. And then he converts George's room into a billiards hall. Uh, it's, it, his arc is incredible. Um, so Frank Costanza, you are the, you are the clear cut winner of, uh, this edition of March Madness. Wow. I think that, I think we all could have predicted that the hop. I should have gave you some difficult, more difficult, uh, characters. But. No, that's fine. That's fine. I think, you know, we gotta, gotta give credit to where credit is, uh, to do, where credit where credit is due. Credit I think maybe there, there, there could be a March Madness in the, uh, the women that Jerry <laughs> dated. We'll do a super misogynistic bracket one time where we'll rank the uh, the problems of the women that Jerry date. Man hands. Oh boy. Bad laugh. Uh, it goes on. The tractor story. Yeah. Remember the tractor story? Yeah. What was it? I think it was... Uh... Yeah, you're right. I said yep too quickly. I think <laughs> the story was... Um... Like, the story ends up being... She banged her cousin who gave her herpes on a tractor. Like she, they banged on a tractor. Yeah. No, she said, uh, I watched it this morning. It said, oh, I got gonorrhea because I rode a tractor in my bathing suit. Or at least that's what my cousin told me. Yeah, it was something like, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It's a funny one. Anyway. It was funny. I enjoyed it. You it enjoyed was it. Good. You enjoyed it. That was a great bracket, Cam. Thanks so much. That was a lot of fun. Thanks. All right. Um, should we plow to our uh, final game of the evening? I don't know. How much time have we uh, rocked through on this episode right here? Um, so we're at an hour 19 total. So that means class. Oh, oh. To... <laughs> Never mind. Go on. You're smart. I thought um, you were going to do the math in your head instead of letting the listeners in. But, uh, you know, let, let them know how the sausage is made, how the hot dog's made. Shout out to uh, flashback to episode 95. Uh, we have 10 minutes left. Fantastic. We have 35 minutes so far. Fantastic. Well, then let's kick into our final game of the evening. Like Cam said, it's a little game called Headline or Asinine. Hey. 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 Headline. 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 or Asinine. Uh, Cam, tell, tell the kids at home how the game's played. I scour, I scour the internet for the wackiest headlines, and sometimes I throw in some of them that were too crazy to be true and can't mess to guess which is which with a classic game of headline or asinine. And then also, Cam has to do the, then Cam has to do the same for me. <laughs> Just so right, everybody Cameron's knows. I'm going to start us off. New Washington, New Washington State chess champion is legally blind. This isn't that crazy. I mean, fucking... Uh, like accessibility is the new thing, right? We we're trying to create ways that everybody can kind of do everything. You know, the uh, the new new video game consoles are creating ways that, you know, using like uh, voice commands, you can actually play the game or a modified controller set in case you are missing some digits, um, digits for fingers. So that's not that crazy. I feel like um, I, you know, this is this is sort of the sort of genius on like that that next level where you know you can you can they can vision the chess board, you know, and then it's all kind of isn't it just sectioned out like a one, b two, all that kind of shit, and then you'd be put rook, 
to A14. Is that even a name of a chess piece? I don't know. I play, ch I'm a checkers man. Uh, this doesn't sound that crazy. Uh, so I'm, I hope it's a true story because it does sound a little great. So I'm going to say it's a headline. This is asinine, but it is the plot line of my grade 12 project where we did a movie where the new champion was a blind man. Wow. So, uh, so you, usually when we make an ass nine, it's not an inspirational story of <laughs> a disabled person, like, rising among the ranks. <laughs> no, this is not possible, Cam. Yeah, it's, not my, here, like, oh, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Oh. All right. Here we had live. Here we go, Cam. Headliner ass nine. Ohio, Ohio father shoots son for playing too much guitar. Well, I grew up in a uh, household where I had a brother musician. Cam, you played the drum, so I'm surprised you're still alive to this day because no one likes a kid that plays music, right? They fucking suck at it. All of ding, ding. Do you want to hear my new song on the flute? No, no one's here. How about my new song on the drums? Someone offered me the other day, like, do you want a drum set? No, not a fucking chance. I want a goddamn drum set. Who knows? No, then everyone, I, everyone, everyone could come over all the time and play it. Oh yeah, that sounds sick. And then just I make enough noise with my punching bag in the garage. I don't need another uh, instrument. So yeah, I understand how an Ohio man could get very upset with his son for probably playing uh, Deep Purple, Smoke on the Water, you know, for the two millionth time and shot him. Headline. Hmm. Cam, this is a headline uh, here for you. This is a story out of Blue Ash, Ohio, where a man named Fred Hensley Sr., a 79-year-old, uh, was accused of shooting his son for playing too much guitar. Um, he said that he shot his son, uh, Fred Hensley Jr., a 50-year-old, with a 380 pistol after he had instructed his son to stop playing guitar after he'd been playing for over an hour. According to police reports, um, Senior was only trying to shoot near his son or maybe even shoot the guitar to destroy it. He ended up shooting his son in the rib cage, uh, and the son who survived went ham on his dad afterwards. Holy shit, this guy's mugshot. This guy took quite a beating on the hands of his son. Uh, that's all we got for so far. He's still in prison. He's being held on $50,000 uh, bail. I do find that a funny story because it shifts from I didn't try and hit him to... I was trying to hit the guitar out of his hands. <laughs> like, sounds like you were trying to shoot pretty damn close to him. That I mean, way. it would have to be a big guitar and a little person for you, or you'd have to be pretty damn accurate. I'm not John Wick. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe you um, thought the guitar aspect. would stop the bullet. <laughs> the guitar's yeah, thick enough. That it's like, oh, the bullet's the bullet's not going through the guitar. I could shoot him. Uh, but yeah, you got a jacked up face, so he got fucked. Good. All right, headliner asked on cam. Republicans ban Elmo. That's right. Republicans ban Elmo from attending conservative conference. Um, yeah, I see this happening. Of course, you know, um, there is no, uh, there is no, um, like conservative politically charged, uh, like kids puppet show. So then by nature, this one has to be the liberal bad one. Uh, I did see the other day that Big Bird finally got his COVID vaccine. My question was, what took him so long? Uh, and so, of course, Sesame, of course, Sesame Street is the place for, uh, um, you know, inclusivity, um, opening up things. And uh, if there's one political group that I can think that hates inclusivity, it's the group who would ban Elmo, the man who's been tickled for goddamn sake. I'm going to say this is a headline.
this is a headline, and you actually nailed it right on the head because Big Bird did get vaccinated the other day. And CPAC, um, this, I don't even know what CPAC stands for. It's a conference that goes on yearly for Republicans. And guess what? Big Bird, Bert, and Ernie are not invited. They don't want the propaganda uh, from the uh, left-wing media crappling in there. And right, a comment, so, <laughs> go on. Yeah, a comment from David Roth, a political commenter, says, I don't think Sesame Street appreciates the urgency of the situation. If they don't add at least one conservative Muppet to the cast, these seething 68-year-old reactionaries will stop watching the show. Because exactly who you want watching Sesame Street is these old Republican dudes. And you're probably going to be cornering that market. Well, of course, and I think uh, I think you know it would be it would be a big moment in Sep- in Sesame Street history if there was um you know you know they, uh, each episode will kind of be like a uh, um you know something something that's pertaining to today's issue. It's uh you know it's like somebody he's like Snuffleupagus or something is crying on the side of a stoop, and then a little kid walks up. He's like, "Why are you so sad, Snuffleupagus?" And Snuffleupagus says, "Well, Timmy, God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve." And I look around and see all these, and then they just get can't cut off the air right there. They get cut off. Uh, poor Snuffleupagus. <laughs> uh, that's great. One, two, two, two genders. <laughs> oh boy. Sesame Actually, Street. now that I think about it, we could turn Sesame Street into a pretty racy uh, television show program pretty easily. Cam, okay, headliner ass nine. Uh, school district apologizes after photo surface of students giving teachers lap dances. Photos? Photos. Okay, because I think the photo doesn't tell the whole story, right? The lap dance. At any particular moment you take a picture of it, looks like someone's sitting down. Right? <laughs> On someone's lap. I'm 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 following. <laughs> so the picture that came out of a stripper sitting down on my lap, she was just tired, okay? I don't know why we have to assume I was getting a lap dance for whatever reason. I'm just saying maybe a video would be a lot more proof. Um that being said. It would probably multiple reports suggesting that this was happening and it was some kind of weird diluted game or uh, conv- not convoluted sick game that someone was playing where they're like, let's play the lap dance game that I saw uh, daddy do uh, this week when um, mommy's friends came over or whoever that was. Uh, yeah. It's Florida headline. Cam, this is a headline here for you. This is a story out of Kentucky, uh, out of the Hazard District, where Hazard High School has apologized after photos came up um, from a homecoming rally, which showed students, male, both male and female, in underwear and bikinis giving teachers lap dances. That is correct. At one point in the homecoming rally, uh, the newest teachers to the school, the new teachers to the school, were brought down and to be kind of initiated into the school, while probably... Probably something like Party Rockin' in the House Tonight played by a DJ. And teachers danced up all up, or sorry, students danced all up on their teachers. The photos were posted by the school's principal, Donald Mobellini, 
who also happens to be the county's mayor. That's right, Hazard County mayor and high school principal posted photos of his students giving his faculty lap dances. Uh, I'm looking at these pictures now, and these are not... This is pretty racy shit the school already addressed the issues principals off uh, but i uh, just uh, the school hopes that we can use this experience as a teachable moment and in the future for anybody who might be listening who is attending hazard high school sanctioned events there will be a strict dress code that students will have to adhere to yeah yeah, I think that's a good place to start. Once Cam, I, I also want to point out that out of all out of all these headlines we've ever talked about, the only one you've stopped mid-show to search on your phone is students giving teachers lap dances. Uh, I'm just blown away because when because you only search I'm, on DuckDuckGo private mode, right? Thank you, DuckDuckGo. Shout yeah. out. Shout this out. this one blew me away because when you were like, "Oh, they actually went to your underwear," I'm like, "Okay, there must be something I'm missing here." Nope. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Folks at home, uh, use DuckDuckGo private mode to search up the headline, Student Gives Teacher Lap Dance. Uh, Safe search off, images on, and then just start violently masturbating. That's what we do here. All right, last headline. Um, River that smells like beer discovered in Hawaii. That would be terrible. Um, Yeah, especially if you're hungover. (laughs) So yeah, I know the taste, or sorry, the smell rather. He's kind of like that hoppy, weedy smell. That's actually the smell of like scum or something. So we have a, uh, there's this pipe that we run, um, that we use at Halloween. We push out a fog machine, it goes through a pipe, and then it comes out of the grates in the floors. It looks really cool. But so much condensation from this, uh, from just this straight up vape juice and just extra water collects down there amongst the, with the old, pipes and they have to suck it up and every time you suck up this scum it always smells kind of like beer it's hoppy it's like weedy in a weird thing so i think there is some kind of like chemical thing that's going on down here i wonder if that's what's happening in this hawaii um uh river that being said i don't think there's a single booze i would want a river to smell like uh uh, if it just smelled like tequila strong tequila all the time as long as it doesn't taste like tequila strong tequila all the time i'll go for a dip i'm gonna say this is a headline Oh, big yawn! From big Cam. yawn! Big yawn! We're trying to hold it, and we couldn't. <clears throat> yes, this is a this is a real headline of Waipio, the village valley of Waipio, where the river was discovered to smell like beer. As some locals found out that no, this wasn't a weird natural phenomenon. This is actually a leakage from a beer manufacturer down the road that went into a creek and eventually ended up in the river. The beer had a 0.4% sugar in it, which is the ingredient for making beer, meaning that the water was actually 1.2% alcohol. Pretty insane if you ask me. 1.2%. Uh, I know, right? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so don't be drinking that water. Uh, there's questions whether this will be charged in a criminal case or not, but Paradise Beverages, don't drink from there. Wow. Cam, okay, your final headline here. Uh, Headliner asinine, New York man bursts into flames after being shocked with a taser. Oh, another big yawn. Jesus. Big yawn. It's getting dark over here. (laughs) We've been podcasting for seven hours, I imagine, at least. This is a a podcast-a-thon? Podcast-a-thon? Podcast-a-thon. Podcast-a-thon. Burst into flames. Well, I guess... um, 
It only needs five to start. You spark. No, that's not the song. What's the one that goes? You need something to uh, spark to start a fire or something like that. Bruce Bing. In the evening, dancing, dancing in the dark. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's the song. We were but thinking, can't start a fire. Can't start can't a fire start without a spark. A spark. Without There's a spark. guns for hire. So anyway, you wanted like kind of like the lead up to the name, the title of the song. Yeah, that's it. Um, so, uh, segue uh, back into this. So you do need a spark to start a fire. I'm just curious how this man would have erupted into flames. Maybe he was covered in gasoline, um, as as some people in New York are. Because they are gaslighters. That's right. The new hit single from the Dixie Chicks is out, Gaslighter. Uh, segwaying back to this one, Cam. This one, uh, spontaneous human combustion, not a real thing. You're, you're blowing smoke up my ass, bud. That's asinine. Cam, this one is a headline here for you. Coming out of Catskill, New York. Uh, where a man is in grave condition after being tased, uh, after police used a taser on to subdue him, and he burst into flames. Uh, so apparently what happened is the 29-year-old uh, man walked into the Catskill Village Police Department last weekend and got into a confrontation with officers. Um, just then, officers uh, Chief Dar uh, Dave Darling deployed his taser, subdued the man, and the man burst into flames, flat-out burst into flames after he was taken away uh, uh, the man by the name of Jason Jones. It was turned out that before entering the police department, he had doused himself in hand sanitizer, head to toe. Apparently received a large amount of it somehow and covered his entire body with it before walking into the police department shirtless. Uh, and then I guess when there was contact made, it's a flammable thing. Maybe the science will come out on this one in the future. But the man fucking burst into flames. He's in hospital right now. He's at the Westchester Medical Center Trauma and Burn Center. If you want to give him a quick, uh, hey, how you doing? You're in the Catskill, Albany, New York area. Uh, that's all the details we have for right now, but crazy. Crazy, man, crazy. Well, that wraps up our double header, uh, or some see it as a single header because it is a single episode. Thanks no, no, everyone it's, for listening. No, it, it, it's, it's like two weeks. It's, it's like a uh, it's like a back to back in it's baseball. Two weeks, right? Um, it's, it's like it's, it's like a COVID it's a back to back where it's two seven innings. We're not getting the full nine, but we'll do two <laughs> seven so we can strap them in there. Yeah, that's right. And never forget, everyone, Sesame Street has been around for fifty two years, and this is the first time that the Republicans have canceled them. I'm I'm Cam LeClaire. I'm Cam LeClaire. You have to say your thing, and then I sign off. Oh, uh, I know. Yeah, yes. We, You're we, blowing we, it. We have ended ninety-five it. episodes. With God damn it, folks! Listen, episode one hundred. Maybe we'll figure it out by then. You can rate, like, subscribe. The show is everywhere. We'd love to hear from you. If you want something to happen on episode one hundred, let us know. We're still looking for our own plans uh, of yeah. what that will look like, and we really can't wait for it. Bye. Take care, folks. Continuing tonight on Two Season of Pog. 96.7 on your... Two 
two C's in a pod, 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 two